Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, just to continue on with that, it's good to have some contact, actually. Um, the fundamental knot that seems that it seems to be prior, it is and it comes after, but it seems to be prior to all our endeavors is the knot of taking yourself to be your knot, but the head is implying or presenting you as a body, basically. Yes? And how it reinforces that body, any actions through that body is seen as yours, thoughts that you think are in your head, which obviously they're not. There's just thoughts that there's a consciousness of. You believe you're the thinker or the thought about. Yes? All the feelings... Uh, are being used to imply that you're the feeler, all the seeing, all the hearing, all the tasting, all the touching, is suddenly or very overtly, when you start noticing it, is constantly being used to imply the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. It cannot make that so, but it can make it seem to be so. And seem is the key. Seem is the, is, is the clue of our power which is everything appears to be true or false to us. So basically there is no relevance or true merit or weight to anything here other than what we give it, yes? Or in Buddhism they would call it everything is inherently empty. Everything is inherently empty of being an independent solid or an unsolid thing that can cause effects. It's just empty. Everything is empty. So that would be you and I give everything all the meaning it has. So, with this mental movement, and I would say it's a mental movement, it's almost like a trinity. It's perceptions, memories, and thoughts. So, if you're worshipping that trinity, then you're going to take yourself to be a body. And then that body is going to be taken to be an action figure, a historical one, and it's going to separate itself from all the other bodies by calling it me. Yeah, so you'll be crowned, you'll be the only me there is, and that will immediately give you incredible, unique significance, which you don't actually have. Yeah, you're basically a run-of-the-mill Ford, but now you put a Cadillac you know, emblem on it, so now you're thinking you're a Cadillac, but you're a Ford. You smell like a Ford, you drive like a Ford, you turn like a Ford. Yes, but you, no matter how much you see that you're a Ford, you'll disclaim it with one simple statement with absolutely no substance behind it, which is, that's me. I'm me. And in, in my experience of recovery, it was proven so glaringly obvious because when I came into recovery and I sat down in meetings, people, it's not like this, but with, with people... And I had this very big, thick skin of terminal uniqueness. I really thought uh, nobody thought like me. No one felt like me. No one did the things I had done. And I mean, it was, I was totally, totally, completely convinced that that was so. Which put me in a very precarious position because I couldn't be taught anything. Because I, you know, and I couldn't understand. I couldn't put myself in your shoes because your shoes didn't fit. Only the, only the only shoes that fit me were my shoes, and they were very unique, special shoes, and no one, no one has felt like I have felt. Yeah. Now, I sat there, and I listened for a couple of months, and I came to two conclusions. Yeah. They weren't that far-fetched. One of them was, you know, 
how do these people get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts? Now, how do they get my thoughts would be the continuation of the stubborn identification against all evidence contrary. Because there is. The, the system will not let you get to the, to the parameters of the system. It, when it starts getting there, there's... So I'll, I watch people quite a lot of time. They're sitting at meetings of recovery, and they're hearing, and they go, man, it's amazing how everyone thinks like I do here, and they feel like I do, and they've done the things that I've done. And then... And then they don't go... What would be, what would be the next obvious conclusion if you found that everyone had the same thoughts you had, same feelings you had, and did many of the same things you had, they couldn't be yours. <laughs> the uniqueness would have been <laughs> disbarred. It would have been immediately unauthenticated. Because the whole story is, I'm unique and special and totally independent. I'm like a one-off model. No, there's no model like me. Yeah, when I'm in a giant fleet of Fords. And the dilemma is, every one of the Fords in the giant fleet are thinking the same fucking thing. They're thinking they're not a Ford, that they're a special stock version or a custom version of the Ford, and so on and so forth. So basically, everyone, everyone has self-centeredness, and they're held to be the supreme one. Everything is seen as how it pertains to you. You become the center. So there's zillions of points in the, in the space of everywhere, all thinking they're a special somewhere. I mean, there's going to be some fucking collisions, you know. It's going to be... <laughs> so, <laughs> the point with entertaining, humbly, is an idea is offered to you. Maybe it sounds novel. It's not... The period doesn't imply the message is finished. Yeah? The silence doesn't imply, oh, get up and leave the satsang. That's the starting point. Yeah? There's a triggering, and then mind kicks in, big mind, a raw mind, and it entertains what it's now heard. Because it seems very novel, because the whole system it's been saddled under hasn't really allowed it to hear this. So this thing gets in, and it starts to sort of... Some people, you can watch them. They get an aha like that. Yeah. Or they something starts resonating in them. And immediately, the troops come in and clamp it down. You go home and think about what you heard, and you neuter it again. You don't, but the mental state does. Yes, that's what it does. When there's the birth of an idea, it fucking kills the idea. It neuters it. When you believe it's the midwife, none of those none of those births are going to they're going to be a stillborn. They're never going to never going to never going to produce what was available. Yeah, it's going to claim it, and in the claiming of it, it's going to neuter it. It's going to make it palatable to its own understanding instead of surrendering that understanding and being revelatory about what can be understood here. Yeah. Like we have in AA, there's a statement, the first, uh, third step right up there. It says, made a decision to turn our lives and our, our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Now, a lot of people keep doing that for 30 years, when in the book itself it says, 
At first, this is the understanding you're going to have. As you continue on, it's going to change. So for me, how it changed was, I saw that a decision was made, not by me, to turn my life over the care of a God, or whatever you want to call that, of its own understanding, which is much more revelatory than having a God of my understanding. Yes? I'd much rather find out about God than to think I know God. It's much, it's much more exciting, to tell you the truth. So, this whole point is the system defends itself to anything that will threaten the system. Yeah? And constantly, the system is on full bore all day. Your whole life, as the Course of Miracles would say, is based on a past that's totally imagined. You're living life on a memory on memories, and they've proven now that when you remember something, all you can remember is a memory of it. You cannot go to back to what happened because really nothing's happened. Yeah. So basically, everywhere you turn to get validation, there's the seeming false one that will give you validation, that you're what? You're a body, you were this, you were that, your knees hurt, this, this must be fucking real. Because who the hell would put up with it if it wasn't? Yeah, somebody would have put their foot down if this could be changed. Because it disempowers us. Even spirituality is mostly thrown at cast as a passive event, in a sense. Where, to me, non-duality is totally active. It's the activity that's going on so unbelievably fast, it looks like it's still. In my own experience. When you think nothing's happening, that's every fucking thing happening. So... I found humbly that without that little knot being addressed, without that little subtle implication or implied that you are someone, yeah, if that isn't seen, you will be looking from its effects. You will still believe you're on square zero, but in fact, you're not on square zero. Squares, you've been moved, not, you've been moved in square zero to an imaginary place called square three. You never left square zero, but you're now seemingly starting at a false point. And there's no way you can backtrack and correct it. All the backtracking actually lengthens it. You have to see the freedom is before the bondage. It's prior to the bondage. The freedom is recognizing what you believe happens and happened hasn't actually happened. Yeah. So the freedom is that when you see the bondage from here, you see it as an activity. Yeah, come on in, Chris. Thank you for it. If you see it from here, right, you're looking at it from here, you see it as a fact. Yeah. And this fact, which it isn't so, impels and drive seeking. And now you want to get out of that bondage, but you're actually participating in the bonding, in the activity of being bound, by trying to get out of it. And I don't care how gold the path is, or how long the lineage is, this same, this same little hiccup is going to have a huge, huge, huge influence. Yeah? So now... Most of us start seemingly, we come to, seemingly after the fact that we're a body. Yeah. 
And so, let's say we start practicing, all right, I'm not a body, I'm not a body, but you have to realize what seemingly saying that is a body. Yeah? So, you can't get out of it while you're in it. Yeah? If you believe you're in it, you cannot get out of it. When you realize you're not in it, and humbly this is what these days are to support, when you realize you're not in it, what happens? A valid, no thought of effort, relaxation of that incessant drive to get out of something you're not in diminishes. Not by practice, because the practice would also be claimed to instill more seeking, more agitation. As a great Zen in the faith mind, the great Zen statement says, if you use activity to produce stillness, that would be activity. This is the dilemma. Yeah? This is the mental little lock that we can't seem to get out of because we think we're in it. And the emphasis on we think we're in it. There's, we've never been in what we think we're in. But we seem to be in what we think we're in. Yeah? The thinking is what's giving meaning to things here. How is that the case? Because it's been it's been claimed by this mental process, and you can see the fingerprints of the mental process. It's the sense of my throughout your day. My, 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 my. You won't give a shit about someone else's thoughts, but those same thoughts have been held as yours. You've fucking been paying attention to them for 50 years. You can't see, oh, they're just, on this stage, there's such just unbelievably great thoughts. No. It's because you're, you're, the, you're the audience. They're mine. It's like when there's a kid, you know, your kid sucks, and he's in the school play, and you're taking, oh, you're great. No, he sucks, actually. <laughs> you know, something clouds our seeing of things clearly, quite a lot. It's like a, ga- a, ga- a gauze, or to me, I like to use the word saran wrap. Because saran wrap, if you had one sheet, it's just sort of like I sit sometimes with people in their cars and they're talking about, I want to get clear. And I said, why don't you start just clean your windshields? The windshields are freaking dirty. Why start there? So you can have a sense of what it is to be clear. You know what I mean? How, if you don't have a sense, your head's going to give you a, an understanding of what clear is. And it's going to use your, want, let's say, your urge to want to be clear to beat you up because you're not clear. Yeah? Just turn on the windshield wipers and, oh, oh, yeah, so that's what clear is sort of like. Yeah, clear means you're not thinking. <laughs> when something's working, you're not hovering over it. Yes? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this idea of clarity, where was I? Oh, the saran wrap. If you were sitting here and someone put one thing of saran wrap, your head would tolerate it pretty quickly. And it would still say it's seen. It would. Yeah? I saw people who know as addicts, man, I remember when when I was an addict, if my right arm was bleeding, I just looked left. I just wanted to avoid all fucking things, and I was pretty good at it. I could put off and avoid shit for years. <laughs> Not healthy, but I, it was my head did it. So here's the one saran wrap. Yeah, yeah, I'm still seeing pretty clearly. But after about eight or nine, you know, it's like looking through a Coke bottle. You know what I mean? so, so basically, now you're totally relying on the past. 
You're not seeing anything. So you're just, you're, you're getting a narration or an interpretation, and you're basically just sort of like, uh, you know, just following the steps that the mental state has painted on the dance floor. You just really, you're just out to lunch in a way. And what would happen if suddenly some of the saran wrap would come off? Did nothing change, nothing at all, just some of the saran wrap was off. You'd start, hey, I'm starting to see, I feel a little bigger, and you know, I can look this way and this way, like that, yeah. And you go, Jesus, who would have known? Because that's what happened. Whatever seeming condition you're in can seem to be the only condition you're in. I've watched it in recovery. People stop going to meetings. Yeah, they're still sober, but their quality of life has changed. And they keep not going to meetings. And then they start having a lot of... Uh, they start complaining about a lot of things, and they're trying to put their finger on it. But the finger is, is that they haven't been going to meetings. If they would just go listen to other people, pay attention, sense that loving presence in the room, it would give a smoothness to their day. But they're not attributing to it because it's vague, yeah? It just comes over, and now you're just traveling lighter. Now, and as you're leaving the traveling lighter, it's going to seem like there was, it was never not the way it is now. You'll be duller and duller and duller. And some people will notice, but your whole story is, no, no, I'm fine. But it's not the case, yeah? We're out to lunch. See, this thing wants to tell you, it wants to tell you you need to go to the doctor, but it, when, it, when, it, when you get to the doctor, it won't take the prescription. It will just, it will just tolerate the intolerable. And then, and then it gets stubbornly fucking adamant about doing anything about it when there's not much to do. How much does it take to sit your ass in a room for an hour and pay attention to other people? Nothing at all. Yet, it's one of the great, most rewarding non-actions I've ever done for 29 years is by sitting and listening to others. Yeah? I don't care what I, if I like what they say or not. That's besides the point. Because the gravitational pull to be about you is stubborn. The mental state doesn't want to go vertical. It wants to go horizontal. It wants to be all about you, surround sound. Yes? When it's back here, it's in your memories, and here, then it's in your future, and basically you're blind to what's happening now. It's like slavery, literally. And if you don't get to the exact nature of the wrong, you'll be the fucking nature of the wrong. You will. Yeah? And then when you are that, when you're, when there's an allegiance to that, you're not open to a solution. Then. You're open to your solution, but you're not open to a solution. Yeah. And basically, you're now been cocooned by the parasite. And you know, like a spider, it kills something, but it doesn't get to it right away. It just cocoons it, whatever, and then sucks it like a straw. You know, everyone's left. Uh, I like that fly from 2013. It'd be like a good wine. You know? oh, I'm going to eat this one. Ooh, it's a little, little ripe, this one. <laughs> That's sort of what happens in a way. If you took a journal, you'd see you've been bitching about the same thing for 30 years. All you did is change nouns. That's it. thinking it's different, but it's the same thing. Same thing, because you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Where the, where the platform for everything to arise in and then express out and then impress. We are. We're dreaming. We're not. There's not a dream. There's dreaming. So, in dreaming, 
Everything is happening, but nothing ever happened. That's the fact. In dreaming. If you can get a flavor of what dreaming is like, and instead of seeing it in a movie and shit, apply it to your own life, it may be very, very revealing. You'll see that you're the projector, you're the screen, you're the whole, the whole production, you're everything. And, then in, 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 and in that case, then what you are truly, if you're everything, is nothing. And then in nothingness, then a door opens. Yeah? So, I don't know, it helped me to start seeing, just like when we do in recovery, you do a fifth step, you share some stuff to people, and then certain defects of character become illuminated, or as ways of self has how, how, how self has defeated you, yeah, which is this identification as a someone. And then when what happens is, when you're living life, they will become obvious to you, where you wouldn't see them before, now the light's been shown on them, and now you can see them coming out of the oven. Yeah. You can see it. And in seeing it, it all distills into one point, which is, I'm not that. Yeah. And as long as, as soon as the, I mean, not a mental denial, but when the allegiance to all that you're not is there, then all that you're not can change or it can stay exactly as it seems to be, and it's not the determining factor anymore. You're in this place, but you're not of this place, as Jesus says. Yeah. Your true resting place isn't here, it's in what you are, which is always available at all times with no requirement necessary. So therefore, the appropriate response is relax. You rest. Even if you have a busy day, you're inherently resting. Yeah? And now your interest and attention, instead of constantly being you know, sent to the past and the future by its tyrant little boss, the mental state, you've broken that little contract, your interest and attention is just available, and that's the sense of presence. You sense it. It's not being directed. It's not looking forward. It's not constantly going back to explain why it's fucked now. It's free from all that dead preoccupation. And now you're interested and attentive to no thing as much as things. Yeah? You sense, you intimate what you are by being it. That's the point. By being it, you sense what you are. Not by knowing it. By being it. So... And then what happens? Who knows? I know one thing, you'll be available. And when you're available, you'll be present. You're present because you're available. And when you're that, you'll be of service. You'll be put to use. Yeah? Without much effort or thought. You'll be put to use. When, it, when the door knocks, you'll be right there to answer. You won't be in some fucking la-la land of yesterday and tomorrow. You won't be gypped at all here. You'll be this fucking day, Saturday, will be chock full of sensations and everything. You're never going to get gypped again. You don't even have to go anywhere to have a rich life. I used to see this guy in, in San Francisco. I used to do a, go to his park to do Tai Chi, and this Buddhist monk would come every week. And he'd just walk around. I saw him for years. Just walk around... And I would always wonder, why, how could those people take it doing the same thing every day for 30 years, but they're never doing the same thing? Yeah, they're never doing the same thing. I used to go to this place, you know, the Mill Valley Library, a little 
trail. I must have gone thousands of times, only like 40 minutes, but every time it was new. I didn't have to drive five hours to convince that I did something cool. I could take a five-minute drive and have the whole sense. Yeah? When you're present, when, and you're not, you cannot, not be, you really are what you've been looking for. You, that's the last thing. That's all the lamentations and all the wailing was your seeming absence of your own life, basically. But you've tried to find saviors and women, men, position, prestige, and if they, if they work their salt, they'll fail you. So you're finally left with yourself, with what you truly are. Yeah? And, that's, and you are what you're looking for, literally. Here, too. You are what you're looking for. This is humble invitation, man. I only do it because this is how it worked with me, in a way. I listened to somebody, triggered an aha, my mind entertained it, big M mind, didn't put any periods on it or commas or that's this is it. It just opened, the, the skylights open, the back doors open, the windows open, and there was some circulation, and I the claustrophobia of that dead little coffin of selfing, you, you were like fucking reborn. You were resurrected out of it. Yeah? And since then, it's, it became the last answer. I've just been entertaining it ever since. Yeah? That's what I'm doing right now. Just sitting in my mind. Aspect of mind's entertaining. Space and whatever. You can't have two masters at the same time. You know, either the thought system, or if one you call it the spirit. But we're going to be led by something here. Yeah. Led by the thought system, we're going to be a harbinger of a lot of anxiety about shit that's not happening. And we'll infect others with the same fucking disease through phone calls and this and that, and on and on and on and on and on, demanding a pledge of allegiance to this place. Yeah. Or you can have that sense, and that to me is the seed assignment, and have everything you need to complete it. I like the old thing of God will never, they say in AA, God won't give you anything you can't handle, but I really believe if you want to call God, God can't, will never give you anything it can't handle. So, <laughs> yes, so. As long as you, you know, to me as an action figure, surrendered is a very cool state. You realize you're not managerial quality. Yes, you realize that the one GPS has failed, but you're trying to get out of it is part of its failedness. So you just have a surrender, and then things get undone, which you can never undo. Yeah. <coughs> so, I'm still by it. It's great. <laughs> really, I'm fading away really the last few weeks it's a trip <laughs> I don't want to record this internal. I'll get personal yeah